Western Massachusetts political figures frequently describe a struggle for attention at the State House as far east as you can go in Boston. This century, only one political figure from the four counties that make up Western Massachusetts has held any of those statewide offices. This is And Another Thing from New England Public Media. With Maya Schrader, I'm Dara Kennedy. Jane Swift stood out on Beacon Hill for other reasons, too. She's a woman, she's a Republican, and she came to political prominence at a fairly young age. On Mondays, And Another Thing features extended interviews with just one guest. Today, that guest is former Massachusetts Lieutenant Governor and Acting Governor Jane Swift. We've spoken on the program before about the idea that politicians from the western part of the state might be at a slight disadvantage than politicians from the eastern part. You are, for instance, the only political figure from Western Mass to hold statewide office so far this century. Do you think that there are barriers that politicians from Western Mass face when it comes to that? I think the challenge is really twofold for Western Mass voices to be heard. One is just a population. We unfortunately in the Berkshires are continuing to lose residents and our census has gone down. But it is also, Massachusetts is different from so many states. It is not the case in most states that your economic population and government center are all in the same place. Even a small state like Connecticut or a smaller state like Connecticut, you know, there's a lot of population and power in Southern Connecticut. Um, It's not all concentrated in Hartford, which is the capital. Um, And so I think with that concentration of power of, you know, the elites, if you will, in government begin to amass a power base that would help you raise the money, have the, you know, right networks in Boston while effectively representing your district in Western Mass, I think is more complicated and harder to achieve. When you do take statewide office, though, you govern for the entire state. It- Is that harder than people think it is? So one of the things that was so fascinating to me when I ran statewide is just how pervasive the uh, we're ignored by Boston sentiment was beyond Western Massachusetts. So the South uh, Coast region, New Bedford, Fall River, clearly have that same complaint. Folks who live up closer to Um, the New Hampshire border and Essex County, you know, have some of the, they're different issues that they feel are being ignored, but the same narrative of, gee, Boston gets everything and we're ignored. You were first elected, you became a state senator at age 25. You were the youngest woman to be elected at that point. And you came from Western Mass, you were female and you were a Republican. Did you find challenges in uh, bringing those identities to Beacon Hill? So yes and no. Um, One of the things I always tell young women in particular is in many ways, well, there may have been parts of getting elected that were different, some ways different good, some ways different bad for me. One of the hugely empowering things about being an elected official or in elected office as a 
as a person who's, you know, from a traditionally underrepresented area or as a woman is when it was time to vote in the state Senate, there were 40 members of the Senate and every member needed at least 21 votes to uh, win the issue if it was going to be a contested vote. My vote didn't count for a half. My vote didn't count for two. My vote counted for one. And so you can draw enormous confidence and power from that. Now, I think, you know, there are also things that you can either choose to see as a slight or an advantage. So um, if I was coming into the state house back in the day when we used to commute with sneakers, which I'm showing how old I am, um, you can see it in the movies, Maya. I could stand in an elevator in the state house and a lot of people would not realize I was a member of the Senate, um, both because I was younger, because being from Western Mass, they hadn't really been uh, familiar with me. I picked up a lot of great information in elevators. This is the And Another Thing Monday Conversation with just one guest. With Maya Schrader, I'm Dara Kennedy. Today we're speaking with former acting Massachusetts Governor Jane Swift about how Western Massachusetts political figures get attention on Beacon Hill and next about her political success as a state lawmaker from North Adams at a young age. One of the things, and this really the groundwork was laid for this when I ran for Congress because both my Senate district encompassed a large geographic base, but the first congressional district which is now I think been redistricted twice since then, but um, spanned all the way to Lemonster and Fitchburg. And one of the, I think, advantages of knowing there's things you don't know is that you spend a lot more time listening, which is a really effective leadership tool if underutilized um, sometimes in politics. But going and genuinely listening to folks, making connections to your own experience or acknowledging that that's not your experience. I think whenever you're from either a geographically or a persona who's been traditionally underrepresented and you're used to having individuals not understand the issues that you're grappling with, I think that has a really important um, complementary uh, impact on you that you realize you don't know everything about the other person either. And so it does motivate you to listen more, which can lead to deeper connections. Um, you know, I can still recite all kinds of really interesting facts about obscure parts and people in Massachusetts. And I just found that such a privilege that people would tell you what mattered both to their families as well as to their region. And I think if you believe you already are immersed because you're from, you know, the inside 128, 95 belt in that, perhaps you miss the opportunity uh, to build stronger connections with individuals, maybe even in the area that you represent um, by listening more intensely and asking more probing questions. Were these some of the lessons that you took with you when you decided it was time to run for lieutenant governor? So absolutely. And some of them I learned as lieutenant governor and governor, frankly, um, but certainly the going around and listening. So I was 
very fortunate that when I was in the Senate, I was one of the six people who helped to write a reform uh, piece of legislation, the 93 Education Reform Act that had significant and long lasting and positive um, impacts on children in the Commonwealth and families in our education system. By the time I became Lieutenant Governor in a partnership with Governor Salucci, we were at some of the harder implementation um, noteworthy moments in that legislation, which became law. And Governor Salucci empowered me to travel around the state and meet with education stakeholders, parents, teachers, principals. And it was such an interesting opportunity. So I definitely drew on those sort of I need to listen, right, skills that I had used when I ran for Congress to understand better. But also it was the going from being in the legislature where you pass legislation to then being part of the executive branch where you have to work through the implementation issues. And so that was, you know, just one example of having gone from being part of the, you know, body that decided whether or not to start a new program or to change a particular law. And as we've said, right, doing it from the more narrow perspective of Western Massachusetts to then being part of the branch of government that does the implementation and seeing the actual friction points. This is And Another Thing from New England Public Media. We're spending this show with North Adams native and former acting Massachusetts Governor Jane Swift. Still to come, what she learned from her experiences in the corner office at the State House. You're listening to a previous broadcast of And Another Thing. With Maya Schrader, I'm Dara Kennedy. This is And Another Thing's Monday Conversation. Our guest today is the last political figure from Western Massachusetts to hold statewide office. Jane Swift was lieutenant governor from 1999 to 2003. Her final two years in that office, she was the state's acting governor. We asked her about the attention she received as lieutenant governor for doing that job while also being a new mother. And for once, using a state police helicopter to get home to a sick child in the Berkshires. You know, my mom had the best line for that. It's hard to be first. If I did it today, exactly the same, and there still had not been anybody else in that role. But, you know, when I served as lieutenant governor and then as governor, we had no women in the legislative delegation in Congress. Um, Think about that, right? We had never elected a woman to the U.S. Senate, and we had only elected, I think the number was three women to the United States Congress. We have more than three women right now serving in our delegation. And while they are all of different parties than me, some of their experience in running is much more similar to mine and some of the issues. And that just creates some natural bonds and affinity as well as normalizes a lot of these issues. I mean, newsflash, I'm not gonna name names, but governors before me and governors after me uh, use the state police helicopter to get to Western Mass. As you said, there are men who have done similar things and made similar choices to the choices you made when you were in office. However, do you regret at all some of those choices? If you could go back, would you do things differently? 
So I never have regretted having children. I've never regretted being a mom and a governor at the same time, because I always said that I was a better governor, I believe, because I had those experiences. And I was a better and continue to be a better mother because of some of the experiences I had. And I mentor a lot of young women professionals and I'm able now, and they know I have, you know, the legit scars to prove it, to say, guess what, right? It all turned out okay. If you are just joining us, we are joined by former Lieutenant Governor of Massachusetts and subsequent Governor Jane Swift. Governor Swift, as we go through your coming of age in politics, it was just last month, made 20 years from when you first uh, took office as acting governor of Massachusetts. That's significant because it was only five months in when 9-11 happened and you were running the state. Looking at the pandemic uh, that we're in currently and seeing how leaders have handled a crisis, what was your approach after we were attacked on 9-11? First of all, I think one of the most important things for me was having the right people to give me insight on that morning when the unimaginable had happened. And one of the issues that is so hard in the midst of a crisis for leaders to get right is you have to make decisions. You have to make them quickly. People are really anxious for action, but you do not have all the facts. And I think certainly that is a consistent challenge from what happened, particularly in the early days of the pandemic, but even still as science gives us more information about um, this virus, as well as some of the impacts of the public actions that were taken, public leaders are having to make decisions that you do the best available information, hopefully with the right people advising you. But some of it is just based on what I know, There is not a two plus two equals four answer here. So I've just got to find what I, you know, believe based on the information I've been given is the closest approximation to four that I can. On the morning of 9-11, I woke up in the Berkshires. um, And folks may remember that that was not a non-controversial thing, right? Even though we had no... Uh, governor's mansion, there was this belief that the governor should not be three hours from the state capitol. And my and my team's first thoughts on the morning of 9-11 was, I'm not going to swear because I don't want you to have to beat me up, but, you know, an oh, you know, uh, moment of she's on the wrong side of the state and we need to get her here as quickly as possible. You know, in many ways, maybe that much faster than usual uh, ride in a state police vehicle with the sirens and you know lights on was actually critical to my success on that day because I had that, I think it ended up being an hour and a half, which is scary in itself, but that time to be processing an unimaginable and tragic event. And while all our early panic was in me not getting to the place to make the decision soon enough, As it turns out, I've never heard anybody say, oh, like she should have made that decision an hour sooner. Governor Swift, you are the executive director of Learn Launch currently. What's next for you? A better question is, when are you writing the book? The work I'm doing right now, about two months into the pandemic, 
my husband, who's been with me on this whole ride, uh, said to me, you realize you're working crazier, longer hours right now than you ever have. And that is saying some. But I found it so rewarding that as difficult as some of my experiences were when I was in government, they have enabled me to have such a mission-driven career since then. Governor Hoko, yes, a woman in New York, governor now stepped into the middle of a crisis. Governor Swift, governor of Massachusetts, stepped into the middle of a crisis. Are people hungry for leadership from women? Now they're becoming the leaders on these ballots. So I think that we have begun to build the pipeline to have many different voices. And I think it's less, I think what we want is to have everyone having an opportunity to contribute. And women historically have had a harder road to these leadership positions. They bring different lived experience as do other traditionally underrepresented groups. And so it's less about we must have this particular type of person as a leader as in this complex society that we live in, it is critically important that everyone's experiences, every person's talents are able to be applied in our leadership roles, whether they're in government or outside of government. And because I'm so stinking old now and uh, been out of office for so long, I've had this awesome uh, experience over the past few years to uh, encounter women who in my professional life who are doing extraordinary work. Our um, point of contact, who's a, our grant um, contact at a large foundation outside of Boston, uh, shared with me at a quiet moment, you know, I was in school when you were a governor, which at first I sort of had to take the dagger right out of my uh, chest. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I that old? Um, but she's like, it really meant a lot to me or um, others who are doing extraordinary things that I run into in my professional life, and they uh, are now just starting their own families, who will talk about, you know, that was really important to me to see. And in my mind, right, I was screwing it up every single day. Right? It's not hard or not easy to have three children under the age of five and live three hours from your office. Um, and believe me, you know, members of your uh, profession pointed out to me whenever I uh, slipped up or didn't get that exactly right. But to um, children, young adults, um, in formative years, seeing those different models of leadership makes them believe that there are opportunities to fulfill their potential. And I think to me, among the many other things, um, that is just so important. This is our And Another Thing Monday conversation. We're hearing today from former Lieutenant Governor Jane Swift, the last Western Massachusetts political figure to hold statewide office. She has left government and politics behind, but now tells us how much she appreciates the experience. So it's not just female leadership we might be seeing more of. There are two candidates vying to become the next Lieutenant Governor and both hail from the Western part of the state. Also, both state senators from Pittsfield is Adam Hines and Eric Lesser from Longmeadow. 
Is it harder than it sounds to be a lieutenant governor who is from a part of the state that thinks it's the capital has ignored it? So, yes. It's important to note that Republicans, the structural rules are exactly the same to run for lieutenant governor as a Democrat or a Republican. But in actual implementation, we have had a history now since 1990 of the Republican um, nominee, um, and even before he's a nominee, you know, choosing to run together with another candidate. And that certainly was a critical part of my path, um, having run successfully far from my home base out in the you know north central part of the state made me a viable potential pick for Governor Salucci. But had he, as the um, governor at the time without a lieutenant governor, not tapped me, I think my road would have been much harder. I mean, there's just a zillion uh, people you need to meet. It's not a zillion, right? Because we don't have a zillion. But so many folks who have worked hard in party politics in every little small town and getting to meet all of those folks and getting their support is a big job. Our Monday Conversation guest on And Another Thing has been North Adams native, former Massachusetts Lieutenant Governor and Acting Governor Jane Swift. She's now the president and CEO of Learning Launch Institute. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in for this edition of And Another Thing. We hope you'll join us again soon. Remember to send us your comments and suggestions for topics that you'd like to discuss. You can email us at andanotherthing at nepm.org. I'm Dara Kennedy. And I'm Maya Schwader with And Another Thing from New England Public Media. 